0: Welcome once again to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah, this is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts, Kyle Holland and
1: Alex Fielder. Today we're talking about urbanism, but first, the news.
0: (laughs) We're not using that. In the wake of Russia's ill-advised and unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, the price of crude oil has skyrocketed causing gas prices to explode all over the world. In the United States alone, the average cost of a gallon of gas is now higher than at any point in history, and some experts are now saying that we may be facing prices over $7 a gallon by summer, followed by possible shortages and even rationing in the near future. The question is, will this fix our ridership slump? Opinions.
2: It'd better.
1: It, yeah, it better. It might do a bit, but the people, they love their cars. What else are they gonna do? And Take it's... the train? Take the bus? You can't take away our lights! That. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: communism, I tell you! Well, in another instance of extremely stupid Americanism, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has just decided that he is going to give car owners in California $400 per car.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Right. Just for fun?
0: For gas,
1: expensive. But, but. But in California, what? But
0: you you couldn't take LA Metro or BART or San Francisco's Transit or San Diego Trolley or anything else or Caltrain. You have to take CAR.
1: Why wouldn't you just use that money to help make the system more affordable for people?
0: Silence. I mean, to be (laughs) fair, he also is making... Transit fare is free for three months. That's good. But yeah. that is going to cost seven hundred fifty million dollars.
1: Well, so why don't so, you just use some the gas money that like uh, to to because uh, he
2: wants to get reelected and Americans are stupid. Doesn't California already have massive chronic congestion problems? Yes, and no, but, also oh. you know massive pollution and there's this whole thing called climate change, which is going to swallow their cities. But so you this, know,
0: so gas. this is like
2: the perfect <laughs> opportunity to whip a cool transit project out of nowhere.
0: Right, or actually finish stupid CHSR.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the
2: high-speed rail? Maybe that'll be finished within our
1: lifetime. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) funny. You're a funny man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, In other news, the MBTA
2: has implemented a
0: fare-free pilot on three of its most popular bus lines, a first for a major East Coast transit agency. Free fare will be applied on routes 23, 28, and 29, and will last for at least two years. They've also finally finished the first half of the GLX extension of the Green Line in Boston, which finally bringing high-quality rail transit back to Union Square in Lechmere. Work on the second branch of the extension is ongoing, and the line to Tufts is expected to enter service in the next few years. This was the news. (laughs) All right, that was a big news segment. There's a lot of crap going on right now.
2: Yes, there in fact is. Bruh, the
0: GLX, though, like... Mm, that's probably the best light rail extension we've seen in this country in, like, many time. Tell <laughs> me
2: more about it, I'm not familiar.
0: So, it's only two stations for now, but if you're not aware of how the Green Line works, it's kind of a cluster truck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because on one end it turns into four branches and it used to go to one place on the other end.
1: I mean, four, four <laughs> branches? Four branches on how, one how, line. How do they make that work?
0: Well, it just has insanely high frequency on the core section because it operates as a subway line.
1: So it gets like five minutes?
0: Um, but probably better at sometimes.
2: All right, then.
1: So, uh, yeah. So it feels like one long train, pretty much?
0: It is, and then it turns into <laughs> four trains that get like 15, 20 minute service each. Brilliant!
1: I know. That's not... I never even thought about that.
0: But the GLX is basically restoring lines that MBTA cut, like, 50 years ago. Mm. Because this is what we do in America, is we destroy our transit, then we rebuild it. So, the first extension was just a one-stop extension from Lechmere, which was the old terminus of the line, to Union, which is, I think, the Amtrak terminal? So, how much
2: distance does that cover?
0: Oh, it's, it's only, like, a mile, mm-hmm. but... The second half of the GLX extension is where it's going to get really interesting because this is like a five, six-mile extension to Tufts, which will sort of bring rail transit to a place where there'd only been commuter rail for a while. So it's it's pretty substantive for Boston.
2: All right, all right.
0: And it's also projected to increase ridership on the Green Line from, like, current pre-pandemic status quo was, like, 132000 a day. Yeah, I know. Gotta love the East Coast. To something like 150 to 160 or even 170000 a day. Cool. Very, very good project, if you ask me. Of course, it is wildly expensive because this is America and we don't know how to build things anymore.
1: <laughs> it's so sad.
0: Well, and this is actually the reason that light rail is getting so much more expensive to build in the last few years is because we're not doing it. Like, when you do something a lot, it gets cheaper. Which is why, like, San Diego Trolley, Portland Max, Salt Lake, we were all able to build light rail for, like...
2: 50 million.
0: Or even, like, in the case of San Diego, like, $6 million a mile. And now we're just being like, yeah, let's make it cost as much as the subway and suck.
1: We just screwed ourselves over by waiting.
0: Yeah, by just not being aggressive enough. Because, like, we're building light rail in a lot of places for the cost of elevated rail.
1: (laughs) So, do do you think think as... REM
0: costs like $100 million a kilometer, still more expensive than $100 million a mile, but that's like $160 million a mile, and it's completely grade-separated and automated.
1: (sighs) So, do you think as more cities and places get more light rail, we might get more if it drives down the cost? The
0: short answer to that is no one's building light rail anymore.
1: What are no they building? one's building
0: urban rail anymore because Be- Beyonce. They, Well, yes, Bro. actually. <laughs> Like, everyone has just decided that
2: they're going to stop building urban rail of any sort. You mean the oil lobby decided that they're going to well, stop building <laughs> urban rail of any okay, sort? Okay,
0: I wasn't going to say that, but yes. But <laughs> everyone, including, like, even MTA was at one point considering doing BRT instead of <laughs> instead of rail. A-
2: MTA was? Yes. Yeah, for the IBX, the Interborough Express.
0: Because why,
2: why, it was one because of the actual studied alternatives, what? BRT. They spent money on... On (laughs) a rail corridor. On a rail corridor.
0: Uh, uh, Why?
1: On a great, separated rail corridor. I feel like I'm... I don't know.
0: Because they've decided in their heads that it's cheaper, even though it's not, and that it's the same, even though it's
2: not, and... Did did you know that you could pay less money for an objectively worse service? Also, oil industry (laughs) lobbyists
0: will give you nice, strange, mysterious vacations to places.
1: They're going to take you out to a nice lobster dinner.
0: Lobster dinner, yeah They'll take, yeah, they'll take you to a lobster dinner And send your family to the Bahamas If you decide on a certain alternative Over are, another
1: one Are we ever going to have transit lobbyists? We do, they just oh, don't have any are, money Are we going to have yeah, a more powerful transit lobby?
0: Unlikely, because it's in the interest of the elite To maintain the status quo You think, that's a you good think answer. that rich people Want transit? No, because then the poors can get close to them And they're scared of that
1: Yeah, that's true So,
0: like, this is why, this is the real reason rich people don't live in New York anymore. (laughs) It's because the poorest can get close to them.
1: They can't. They can't just build up. <laughs>
0: they have to. Get, they have to take the subway if they want to get anywhere in a reasonable amount of time.
1: <laughs> they can't drive Bentleys around town.
0: Well, I mean, you can. You're just going to be stuck in traffic for six hours trying to get from from 142nd to 60th. Not to say that MTA is doing great because they fired the person who was fixing it two years ago and now it sucks again.
1: Right. <laughs> but they have the new cars, don't they? And they did
0: get a new guy. Oh, and they are getting the new cars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which are very nice even though they still have that stupid American thing we do where we just make everything stainless steel which <laughs> makes even our newest rolling stock in the entire country look like it's from the 1800s
1: <laughs> Well, paint's expensive.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> You've seen no, how well, I mean it is for BRT apparently, but <laughs> Oh, that's a boondoggle. You wanna hear about the worst boondoggle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for so, it. So Houston in doing the thing that everyone's doing now and being super trendy and building BRT because it quote is just like rail. And they say this on their website of course, because that's everyone's favorite thing to
1: say. Well if if you repeat it enough, the lie becomes
0: true. Right, in nineteen eighty four sure. shit. So they build this five mile BRT line mm-hmm. instead of a light rail line, which was planned already because mm-hmm. quote unquote
2: cheaper. Yeah, and also seriously worse.
0: <laughs> yes, obviously. So it's five miles. It has fully dedicated lanes. It's even elevated for a significant portion of its...
2: It's elevated? That's right.
0: It <laughs> runs on an elevated guideway next okay. to the freeway. Cost $177 million.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: For five miles. For so five that's miles. $35 million a mile. And it's not even fully... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you'll never guess how many people ride a day. A seven? Eight? 700. The capital 700? Hun- wait, it's seven seven hundred
2: zero the guy I, i'm in transit line. i'm speechless when did this open again uh 2021 bruh
0: okay,
2: so you can
0: say pandemic depression and say it should get 1400 riders okay but 14 wait
1: 1400 is okay, com- 1400, <laughs> wait, 1400's not even that much for this how much is, it cost, right
2: Connor, this is comparable to the track's S line, which is two miles long and goes <laughs> two miles an hour. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, it's also slow as hell and goes ten miles an hour, despite having completely dedicated lanes. Well, it goes lanes ten miles an hour on average. On average. Remind
2: me how long it takes to cover the five miles?
0: Thirty minutes for no reason. For
1: five miles.
0: <laughs> yes, that is correct. Houston's rail is per like mile of trackage. One of the best used light rail systems in this country. Because it isn't that big. And they did this whole thing where they, like, you know, focused on corridors of density when building it.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's
0: funny. Yeah,
2: They got an idea Weird. from above. Weird. An
0: idea from God who told them that they should maybe, like, build it in dense places instead of only going to the suburbs, like our <laughs> light rail. <laughs> but, yeah, this is literally the definition of a boondoggle.
1: So... But,
0: you know, it's just like rail. It will get the same ridership as rail. Bus is rail. Rail is bus. Um, (laughs) Everything's everything. Everything is everything. There are no substantive differences. I was definitely not paid to say this. Yeah. So oh, anyway, moving on from that rant, do you consider yourselves urbanists?
2: Well that was a bit of a 360. Yes. Can you define it real quick for me?
0: So urbanism or more properly, quote, new urbanism unquote, is like a kind of pseudo-ideology that has kind of evolved over the past few decades. Uh, and it's like a direct rejection of suburban sprawl, automobility, and all the other nonsense that the United States and Canada have been doing for the last 70 years.
1: So it's just being sensible and wanting people to live <laughs> tightly in one area.
0: Because it's good for the environment and good then for society.
1: I would say uh, good I, for society. I want to be an urbanist, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, well then you're probably an urbanist so the congress for new urbanism which is the guys who kind of kick-started the whole thing they're actually meeting right now for the 30th congress of new urbanism in oklahoma city fun fact These are, like, more meetings than the all-powerful bicycle lobby
2: has ever had.
0: (laughs) Well, the all-powerful bicycle lobby is all-powerful, so they don't even need to have meetings. That's
2: true. That's Um, true.
0: But they have kind of, like, a charter of what urbanists believe, and it has five main points. And they all start
2: with the word we.
1: All Uh, right, so so
0: Alex, why don't you read the first tenant?
2: Okay, I'm going to read this
1: in my most um, urbanist voice possible. Your most urbanist voice, okay. We stand for the restoration of existing urban centers and towns within the coherent metropolitan regions, the reconfiguration of sprawling suburbs into communities of real neighborhoods and diverse districts, Mm. the conservation of natural environments, and the preservation of our built legacy.
2: That sounds very pretentious. I like
1: it. It's mostly the voice I did it in. I mean, but
0: it's all common sense stuff. Like, we stand for the restoration of existing urban centers. So parking lots out of downtown, rebuild more buildings, transit connections, all that kind of stuff.
2: Like, you've seen downtown Salt Lake. There's shuttered up old buildings on Main Street. Yeah.
0: Yeah the reconfiguration of sprawling suburbs into communities of real neighborhoods and diverse districts
1: okay so give them grocery stores
2: and stuff they can walk corner to?
0: stores, give them transit <laughs> connections and transit oriented development and so
2: don't just have pure housing with no businesses
0: missing middle stuff Oh, yeah, that. Like, the all pretty good stuff. Diverse districts. Maybe don't build
2: everything exactly the same all the time, question mark? Well, zoning code <laughs> forces you to build everything exactly the same oh, around here. Okay. But <laughs> anyway,
0: and the preservation of our built legacy. So uh, stop tearing down...
2: Cool buildings and replacing them with boring buildings.
0: ...downtowns and putting strip malls on them, please. So don't... That is bad. <laughs> 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 you know where um, 650 South is going to be? There used to be a strip mall next to that, apparently. I just learned. Oh, and they're just S- now redeveloping South. it? Yeah, the new track stop.
2: So there used to be a strip mall net there, and they've hey. now been redeveloping it into hey. housing?
0: So that would actually be an urbanism thing.
2: Hog. Yeah. We do like some good redevelopment around here. All right,
0: well. Kyle, you get the second one, because it's really long. <laughs>
2: come <coughs> We advocate the restructuring of public policy and development practices to support the following principles. Neighborhoods should be diverse in use and population. Mm. Communities should be designed for pedestrian and transit as well as the car. Woo! But mostly pedestrian and transit. (gasps) Cities and towns should be shaped by physically defined and universally accessible public spaces and community institutions. God bless the ADA and God bless Sidewalks.
0: <laughs>
2: Urban places should be framed by architecture and landscape design that celebrate local history, climate, ecology, and building practice. Yeah, I, may, I like these guys. Maybe
0: everyone doesn't get a giant lawn and they can have native grasses. Yeah, instead. why don't
2: we have, like, <laughs> okay, I know in Utah this is a desert, so our native vegetation options are fairly limited, but we could at least try.
0: Well, in a dense and uh, mixed-use environment, Not everybody needs a yard because there is a nice park accessible where you can have a lawn that's efficient for everyone. And it's
2: bigger, and you can use it with your friends to play some sports, hang up your hammock, you name it. And you don't even have to mow it.
0: Me need yard, me never use.
2: (coughs) (laughs) Sorry, you will. Like,
0: this is my, my family. Our yard just sits. Hey, same. And all we do is complain about having to mow it.
2: Hey, same. <laughs> Except we now hire people know in our I don't know about your land. family, though. I, we just said, don't.
0: You live in like an actually like you know not sprawl
1: house. Oh, what do you mean not sprawl house? Well,
0: you live in sugar house.
1: It's getting better. We're getting a lot more like local shops so there's a few there's like a new grocers in there in nice. that building there
0: so uh, your neighborhood is actually like you know it's actually walkable and mixed use-ish
1: it's getting better it was really nice during the pandemic they shut like the main bit of the street so it was walkable that oh. that was fantastic okay
0: why did they get rid of that why See, are we re- <sighs> why are we unpedestrianizing streets Like, we learned this lesson already. Yeah. Of course, we've also learned the highway widening lesson already, and Toronto, which already has the widest highway in the world, is widening it.
1: Oh, boy. That's going to do wonders for induced demand. No,
2: it won't. (laughs) And people complain about the capital cost of rail systems. (laughs) Oh, boy. Talk about the recurring capital cost of highway systems. Yeah. Well, you you should see the highway work they're doing on I-80 right next to my house. Yeah.
1: the, the only good thing about them working on the highways is when the lanes split and you get to be in your own little lane. <laughs> it's, it's a special it's thing for me. very fun and special. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Well, next, so all those also good things. I also like that they um, sort of emphasize architecture and landscape design that celebrate local history, climate ecology, and building practice. Yeah. Like, we should embrace our architectural legacy in cities when we're building new things. Mm -hmm. Like, Like it doesn't have to be a brownstone. But maybe it can look like something that we used to build, like our style. Like, if you're going to build a skyscraper in Louisiana, maybe incorporate some New Orleans style. Or in, uh, say, San Francisco, maybe incorporate some of that style. Like these are important things we got to retain our architectural legacy well I,
1: I know this like happens in Chagas a lot like the very small design that supports the local history like right. along the s line you see a lot of small local stuff right uh, along a lot of the transit you see a lot of local art and everything Mules, those are pretty big here the aren't sculptures
2: they? they have on some tracks. they have
1: the fish just along the street the sculptures of the, like salmon i think Or the, like, rainbow trout.
2: Also, has
0: anyone ever noticed how much more small businesses there seem to be along rail lines?
2: It's almost like (laughs) if people are on foot, (laughs) then they might go to businesses.
0: This is the quandary wrapped in a riddle. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, So, Tenant 3 of 5, we recognize that physical solutions by themselves will not solve social and economic problems. But neither can economic vitality, community stability, and environmental health be sustained without a coherent and supportive physical framework." So basically, what they're saying is the problems with society can't be entirely solved by fixing our cities, but it will help.
1: And they're right about that.
2: And they're right. You know, (laughs) I was watching a new Life of Boris video about Dubai (laughs) and how you physically cannot walk places. Right. Like, Uh, obviously, Dubai is a very extreme example. And they theoretically have a metro.
1: I'm reading that they're trying to fix it, but like, yeah. they kind of just built it poorly, so. They like, just did America harder than America ever did. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: Elias is a
2: literal postcard example. It's like, a postcard in real they life. They have
0: like a 40 lane freeway. But that big cuts tower, big tower, big town. tower, big tower. Yeah.
2: So, <gasps> thing that looks like Palm Tree Island. So, from this caricature of America, we can reflect back on our uh, own urban design. <laughs> Just a little bit. How do
1: you build up your city so badly? By pretending you're America. And doing it even worse.
0: (laughs) By just being like, car's good and let's go hard on that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So from this we can learn that we should do the exact opposite.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the fourth uh, tenet. Yeah. We represent a broad-based citizenry. Composed of public and private sector leaders, community activists, and multidisciplinary professionals. We are committed to reestablishing the relationship between the art of building and the making of community through citizen based participatory planning and design.
0: That all sounds very complicated,
2: but what well, it means is like, hey,
0: traffic engineers, stop being jerks.
1: <laughs>
2: stop. Con- consider the the people that are not inside of two-ton metal boxes that may want to pass through your magical control point. It's not all about how many cars you can shove through per Tagers
0: hour. be gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new favorite thing it's an anti-car owner
2: call them cagers cagers because you like, put yourself in it's a cage
0: like, it's like a slur but not
2: because <laughs> like you know because
0: they're not discriminated against in any way and actually have priority in every way so be quiet cagers no one cares <laughs> 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 weep Cope, we're getting bus lanes, we're getting bike lanes, we're getting good intersections, and you can't do anything about
2: it. Well, they could ride the bus or the bike or walk. Then they're no longer cages. You could ride the train and you will no longer be a cager. Exactly.
0: Uh, And then the final tenet is we dedicate ourselves to reclaiming our homes, blocks, streets, parks, neighborhoods, districts, towns, cities, regions, and environment. Yeah, And then I'm gonna add on this from the clutches of auto-dependency. You're here. And bad urban planning.
1: Woo. If we were in a grand lecture hall, I'm gonna be be honest, I I I want to see a speech of these uh, guys. The trouble I feel is like all of
0: our college students are so car brain. Like they drive yeah. to Smiths, which you can get to directly on the red line.
1: Yep. Well, <laughs> you you've seen the Merrill Engineering parking lot, right? We have
0: so we have too much parking. We need less parking. Yeah. We yeah. should build out instead of parking. Do we know what of percentage
1: parking? of the campus is parking? I, I did the say, math.
0: I think it's thirty, and we have something like. Is that just
2: surface land area?
0: Yeah. So
1: no okay. non, non- include
0: Well, well we're not, you can't include garages.
1: Garages, well, those, those garages are furthest. bad,
0: but they aren't as bad. Well, well yeah.
1: that
2: just it up. Yeah, I don't know.
0: There's not. There's. I. I have much less problem with a garage
2: because they get out of the way, especially if it's underground. Yeah, can, like can, keep it out of the way. It and doesn't. once we eventually ban cars, you can, like, seal it off and put archival vault stuff in it or something. You can, you know. can put all, it all
1: the Mormon records down there. Look, you can tell <laughs> the
0: conservatives you can turn it into a bomb shelters, and they will love that. So <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> uh, that, that would oh, fly no, around here, change actually. it
1: to, like, army storage. Yeah,
0: let the army have it. Like, Honestly. I'm sure they can figure out something.
1: Well, would they would love to have a bit of space downtown, wouldn't they? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we have too much parking. We have something like 18,000 parking spaces on campus for no good reason, yeah. despite the fact that we have literally every bus, tracks.
1: We have the best service uh, on par with downtown, probably. We have yeah. better
0: service than downtown, yeah. probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, when you see a... Bus sign with about nine different yeah. lines on it.
0: Of course, it should be faster,
1: but uh, we, we, can do we that. should have better service yeah, worse. and longer service. tracks. Should
0: be elevated downtown. That's my new thing. Uh,
1: elevated or buried?
0: Elevated. It's cheaper. Yeah. Like, and have, that, you boy, seen, have you seen the Remp de l'Est?
1: Isn't that French?
0: Uh, it's in Montreal. They're building so much. Oh, I'll show you. They okay. have the most beautiful design for their elevated rail. It fits in really well with the built
1: environment. Cool. And I feel like we could do. Well, that. if you had it elevated, you could have it drop people off a bit higher up in buildings, right? Sure. You could have... You the can, City can, Creek you can have, It could literally right, so you go can,
0: directly into City
2: Creek. You
1: could have, like, lower level shops and more shops above. Yeah. Right. And you could have people walking... In. The City oh, Creek Bridge
2: okay. would now be a train station. Yeah, right. Cool. Okay. Uh, that.
0: <laughs> that that was the other thing I was considering, is that since City Creek is kind of a centerpiece of our downtown right now... Uh-huh. For, well, those, those two blocks historically
1: have been center
2: right but now Even it has been history. crowned the centerpiece
0: it, well it and it is i mean there's a lot of housing there there's a lot of shopping the rails
2: go there you can
0: go to temple square from there easier than from temple square station for mm-hmm. some reason
1: it's off state street so it's not awful
0: right yep so i feel like that would be really cool if you could go directly into city creek
1: that, from the, I, can from the I can care i
2: can mm, care that would be kind of
1: crazy speaking of just elevated how do you guys feel about monorails
2: Aren't those, like... Gadget Bon. Gadget (laughs) Bon. Gadget (laughs) Bon. Okay, because
1: I saw one in Seattle. It looked cool. You
0: can make monorails good, though, but most of the time, just build a darn
2: elevated metro. Oh, gosh, There's there's generally no real benefits. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure... I think it was built for the World Fair in Seattle. Same with the Space Needle. So it's just a, oh, oh, look at this.
0: It's a tourist thing that you can get the...
1: (laughs) Uh, Then you can go underground and take the link, which is...
0: Did you ride the link? Oh, I did. did I it? ride the link? How was
1: it, Alex? <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say it was phenomenal. It actually went fast. It went <laughs> underground downtown. Dude, it's elevated the, over all of the state, all of the underground stations were unique. Dude, like, there was one that I think was 1984 themed, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know for sure. But it it got you everywhere. They had streetcars which were actually. Yeah, pretty nice the street Seattle cars. streetcars are very good be and useful, actually. And they're actually small and look like streetcars, unlike our S-Line. <laughs> the
0: S-Line, which is a fully dedicated ride-of-way streetcar.
1: And they, they made the funny ding ding
0: ding ding Now that you've been to Seattle, we're going to Portland this summer so we can experience the best streetcars well, of the United And,
1: and add fare cards to my collection. Yes, and
0: add fare cards to his Because if I of get course. enough, I'll frame them. <laughs> yeah, because he has a Metro card now. He's going to get the a MTA pay card. and the
1: Orca, and which are Orca. two pretty big... Those are two very important Mm -hmm. agencies,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very nice. We went really off on a tangent there. (laughs) Good. So the real question is, why is urbanism growing now? And I think the answer to that is pretty obvious, because young people not like suburb because boring and stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I like it when you break stuff down (laughs) into very simple terms. Yes. Because it's all true. Yeah. And
0: we all want to move. Like, the vast majority of the more recent generations, that's millennials, that's a significant portion of Gen X, and that's most definitely Gen Z, wants to live in the city, doesn't want to have to drive everywhere, would like to be sustainable. Like, this is a very common desire among Gen
2: Zs because, you know... They want to live and not just house.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and they can't afford the nonsense suburban living.
2: Which was designed to be expensive.
0: Yeah, so that they could keep the poors and uh, people of color out. (laughs) uh, That's not even a joke. Um, (laughs)
2: Unfortunately.
0: Yikes. But yeah, more people than ever are moving to cities, and the prior decline of downtowns is... Reversing itself in like a really dramatic fashion all over the country I mean just look at Salt Lake City downtown, which just a couple of decades ago was a barren Wasteland of half-empty office buildings parking lots and derelict warehouses and now it's not perfect, but it's there's a lot more. They made there used a lot of
2: significant changes. Development's yeah. still in filling, but yes. it's 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 getting there. But it's
0: working and I mean the amount of housing going up downtown is immense. There's like 4 500 unit skyscraper apartment buildings going up right now. Nice. Like
1: <laughs> I I feel like also the demographics had something to do with this. And this is this feels like it's very generalizing, but I feel like a lot of Mormons want to have the perfect house, picket fence, and as we get more diverse people and more, I don't know, just more people in general, then we'll have more people that want a different life.
0: Oh, I think that's probably fair because the LDS church as Kyle is well aware, is very family-centered. Mm-hmm. And historically, it has been presented that the only acceptable way to raise a family is in a white picket fence well, in the suburbs. And we're, we're not saying
2: especially around here, yeah. where all of the people who are saying this grew up and raised their family in a white picket and fence in the suburbs. Right, so the, 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 I
0: would say that that has more to do with, like, society indoctrinating the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints than... Uh, thanks
1: for not saying ODS.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. than anything
1: else. So, so you
2: combine the suburban indoctrination with the desire to have a large family and bam, before you even consider any other options, you're moving to the suburbs.
1: And we're not knocking like having family values. It's just like the way you go around family
0: it. Family values, the suburbs are terrible for children. and We will do an episode on that someday. Yeah. But they're just bad for kids, like in every conceivable way. At least the American suburbs are, of course.
2: Not Just Bikes would love to corroborate not you on every point of that. Not would
0: very much like to talk about <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> Shout out to Not Just Bikes, my third favorite YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, all these people are moving downtown, but what they're finding is that um, it's not good.
2: There's a lot of work to be done.
0: There's a lot of work to be done because downtowns were destroyed and rebuilt for cars and so there's still these massive arterials going through all these downtown places where people are living and going to the grocery store yeah. and working.
2: and Like downtown Salt Lake, if you go to the literal dead center of Salt Lake City, like... Equal Gate, I think it is, right? Yep. Like, yep. Outside
1: of Brigham Young's Old home.
0: L- literal dead Sixth center of the grid system. lane road intersecting...
2: Four lane road. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then if you go over to like Main Street, they've made a lot of great changes. Main Street's good. Yeah, it's two lanes, train in the middle, <laughs> giant sidewalks. We love it. Of course, but, it
0: does have sharrows.
2: Yeah, but the speed limit's like 20 and they're painted green. Okay,
0: but does anyone pay attention to that speed limit? <laughs>
2: When they're stuck behind me on a bike, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, actually, I more often I end up stuck behind cars. Uh, because, honestly, you're not going any faster than me on a bike. There. <laughs> Anyways, but once you go, like, a block or two away from Main Street, like, even just one block over to state, it instantly degrades into what it used to be.
1: Well, yeah. it's the downtown that people should live in, but it's also... <sighs> It would be nice if it was, like, Salt Lake in its trolley days, when you had trolleys going down, like, every few streets, and you had bustling communities around that.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and you can see the vestiges of those communities today in pretty Mm -hmm. much every city. Like, look at 9th and 9th, -hmm. or uh, in my hometown, I guess you would say, like, my hometown is basically the vestiges of a (laughs) transit-oriented development that has been turned into a suburban nightmare. Yeah, I mean, anywhere you go, you can sort of see the evidence of what walkable communities used to be. So, like, everybody doesn't have to live downtown.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm speaking very much in Salt Lake Valley terms. You should have no problem living comfortably within a few blocks of city center. There's just no reason we should be pushing people 20 miles away to the bottom of the valley.
0: But Macar, but my 50 lanes of parallel freeway. Yeah, I-15's
1: yes. built. I, I, I Let's just use it.
0: How about we stop and crash destroy it and how about we do urban renewal level destruction except on freeways people don't like to talk about it here but salt lake has been cut in half just as much as any other city by
2: absolutely i
0: mean look at the west side which is almost completely isolated from the east side has higher rates of poverty worse access to transit worse access to amenities worse parks worse schools worse roads and you're gonna tell me that that wasn't redlining
1: Well, it literally was redlining. It literally was
0: redlining. And
1: I'm surprised we're talking about redlining on the red line. Well... I I, I knew it would come, but, like, everything around the city is because of redlining. Yeah. It's just a fact.
0: Right. And, like, I mean, even State Street is a little bit of a redlining enterprise because Mm -hmm. it cuts off, like, the area around Liberty Park from the area where all those big box stores are now, which used to be, you know, minority communities. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, urbanism, actually good. We should build places that are nice to live in and that are sustainable for the environment. Agreed? Yes, agreed. Agreed. And cities should do this quickly.
2: Very quickly. Now.
0: Fast, because there's this whole climate change thing, which we have, like, let's see, eight years to fix. Um, Oh, boy if we could fix it right now the, the Arctic and Antarctic are now warming at four times the rate of the rest of the world so wow. rest in peace to Florida mm-hmm. good riddance <laughs> good um, <laughs> thing we live <laughs> at we, like we 4,000 about.
1: we shouldn't be talking about positives <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean New York's also gonna have some issues oh. and that's definitely not a positive but they though.
2: can pull a like Netherlands and just like dam off uh, the they water they can certainly
0: afford to pull a Netherlands there <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so just like if you can't do a big thing because you have a mayor who is car-brained, do some tactical urbanism. Get some little, little baby improvements passed. Like, I don't know, maybe put a barrier on a bike lane or maybe a bus lane through a particularly congested section. Get some little things done now and it will lead to big things in the future.
1: and, And just pay attention to what's happening around you politically and physically as well.
0: Well right, and if you don't have a transit agency, lobby for one. Mm-hmm. Like everybody needs one or even just start your own. Like go back to the olden days, buy a cheap bus and operate a for-profit transit system. It can work.
1: Straight up. <laughs> or if you're rich, give your money to people. Yeah, give me
0: Dear Jeff Bezos, please pay for the tracks
1: expansions that I desire. <laughs> and and make the fun happen tomorrow. Yeah. There is and electrify it. Yeah. Immediately.
0: Please. There is no. I hate. I can't stress this enough that there is no longer any time to delay these improvements, to fix our transit, to expand it rapidly, to build walkable neighborhoods, infill development. There is no time. We need to be doing this yesterday. But the next best time is today. So go out, be annoying to your city council, yell at NIMBYs, and, like, get some urbanism done, please. <laughs>
1: Thank you. And uh, if you do it, send us an email, reach out to us. We want to hear about it. Yeah,
0: we want... We're going to start a new segment on this called Tactical Urbanism Stories at the end. And um, we don't have anything for it now.
1: So (laughs) So help us make content.
0: Give material, please, so we can make money. And so you guys can listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spread awareness, blah, blah, blah.
1: Money, money, money.
0: Uh, So I would like to thank our supporter on Patreon, Mike Christensen, who is currently at the Congress for New Urbanism in Oklahoma City. Fun fact. Hi, Mike. Mm -hmm. Also, we are available on Spotify, YouTube, and are we on Apple Podcasts now? Almost.
2: I got to make a couple more technical fixes. Almost
0: on Apple Podcasts. Please remember to follow and subscribe. Hit the bell on both Spotify and YouTube. And go to our website. Follow us on Twitter. All the other stuff. Uh, Most of the information from this, uh, especially the New Urbanism stuff, is pulled directly from the Congress for New Urbanism's website. The news stuff is pulled from www.masstransit.org and caranddriver.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Go fix your cities. Yeah, fix your
0: dang cities.
2: (laughs) Quality.